Hey everybody, Todd Mitchell here. Welcome back to Game Dev Breakdown. What you are about to hear is part of my event coverage for the Virtual Indie Games Expo 2020. Big thank you to the event organizers for having me out virtually, of course. You can uh, find a link to them in the show notes to see more of uh, what they're up to and what they're about. In each of these episodes, I will speak to multiple teams who showed off their projects and are doing their thing. It's all very interesting. They're uh, great folks to get to know. So hang out, relax, and enjoy this event coverage. Good evening, fans. Tim Kittrow here, the voice of NBA Jam. And you're listening to the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast, brought to you by CodeWritePlay.com. Boom shakalaka! My mom gave birth in 1985. I was bluer than a Pac-Man ghost, barely alive. In the Cold War, my only blanket was Tetris. I played Rampart with Reagan Rampage, the world for breakfast. The laundry mat was my sanctuary. That arcade was my church. I thought I was yeah, totally. Drop me a link. That'd be great. All right. <laughs> Sorry, just had to nerd out because I love stuff like this. Yeah. All that aside, uh, Brian and Co. Thanks for uh, joining me. Why don't you uh, let me know what you guys presented this weekend? Fantastic. Thanks for having us. Uh, My name is Brian. Uh, This is Ko. We are co-designers on our game Gundrill. Uh, So Gundrill is basically a science fiction version of Oregon Trail, uh, but is an action-adventure platformer. What a pitch. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. We're we're very excited. This was really our first time showing the game off in any public capacity, uh, even though it was a virtual convention. Um, so we got a teaser trailer out um, that we're going to be posting on Twitter. And uh, our vertical slice is coming out uh, in mid-January. We're planning on January 19th. Fantastic. And this seemed to me like one of the darlings of the expo. I mean, everybody was really excited about this game. We were a bit... Like, we haven't done this stuff before. It's always been in text. And to hear the enthusiasm and like... Uh... 3d virtual environment is a different deal you know you've got people actually coming up and talking to you it's nice to have that for for lack of a better word in person experience you get to see the enthusiasm that that bit much more yeah it was incredibly <laughs> gratifying yeah it's it's uh it, it beats most other forms of i mean being there in person obviously would be fantastic but uh it there is a nice element of enthusiasm you can pick up in these vr expos i've sort of noticed covering these events this year it's it's I, we're all doing the same like little 3d clap thing but it's still very nice totally totally so uh tell me what the plan is in terms of uh platforms you want to release on i mean either either early on or in total <laughs> that's a that's a step ahead of what we're thinking right now um <laughs> so we we have talked about it of course um steam is like the standard thing we're definitely at the moment the builds we've made are only like pc um windows makes sense Uh, we can compile to other stuff the licenses to um actually get the code to compile on different platforms isn't going to be a big problem um because we're using game maker 2 which is fine for exporting to those not going to be a big problem um but for the we're planning on releasing a demo in mid-January, like Brian said. And for that, we're actually thinking of maybe doing a, a web build. We're thinking of doing HTML5 and people can just play it like that. It won't be like that as a final game, but for the sake of people being able to just plug in, few clicks, play, experience the game to get it to the most people as possible, we're thinking put up a web, web build maybe 19th of January. But then nice. finally, uh, yeah, on, on Steam would be good. 
as a PC build, whatever other platforms we can find that won't have um, exclusivity. Deal. It completely depends on uh, our ability to, uh, you know, our resources in order to develop uh, for for uh, other platforms. We would love to release on the Switch and uh, PlayStation or Xbox or uh, platformers. I think are a really good fit for the Switch. Yeah. Switch, Switch would be amazing. The problem with the like, we we would love to get on console, but it's something we have to look at at the time because, um, obviously they have like really rigid, uh, details on like what your what state your game needs right. to be in so before they go on there. Definitely so. a, a big big task. <laughs> yeah, we would love to be on the Switch. I think Switch is our favorite of all the consoles for what we could be on. That's funny. I, I just did a series on the various consoles and like sort of what it takes to actually get from concept to publishing on that platform and and switch is always one of the toughest ones i mean i have guests on all the time who go yeah you know um nintendo's approval process is about as tough as it was in the 80s so (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it was notorious back then and it's not changed too much so but then i I think this html demo thing is a really smart idea and i I was going to say I don't know why more people don't do it. I'm sure not every game translates very well to playing in the browser, but something mm-hmm. like this, I mean, as long as it runs well and it's performant, I think that's a great idea, a great way to pull people in. We know it'll be performant. We, we did talk about this. We were like, wait, other people don't do this. Should we not do it because other people don't? Right. Uh, that might would... be our biggest advantage is that yeah. it's less saturated. You know, send someone in, uh, a link and anyone with a computer is able to play where we, we don't have to think, okay, here's a bunch of instructions uh, for, for how to download the game. And, you know, uh, or, or my parents have no idea how to, how to download a game on steam. They're like, oh, yeah. oh, do I have to pay for steam? <laughs> I'm like, no, here, just, here's a link. Uh, let me know what you think. People can sneak this in at work and everything. There's yeah. a stigma, I think as well. Like that, that's one thing that maybe scared us, but we've, we've decided to go with it now. Cause like Brian said, there's an advantage just if no one else is doing it, why not just try and be a bit bold? But yeah. I think the reason a lot of people might not is cause maybe there's a stigma that if you're releasing it on web, even if it's a demo, people might go, is this a web game? But if right. it's the same as the final product, if undertale was on HTML five, for example, and people played it, I don't think people would really go, I'm not going to play the full thing cause it was a web game. I think it's just a bit of a unneeded stigma. I think it'll be fine. I think I'd be worried about that too. Um, but I, I agree. Ultimately, I think it's going to be more uh, more pro than con, I guess. Um, I'm interested in hearing some of the inspiration for this game, if that's something that you, you have a, a list of or something that you actively think about. Like, what inspired this very interesting kind of concept? It's very funny you mention that because I think Ko and I come from very different backgrounds game-wise. Uh, mm. So, so our, our game became a, a pretty big blend of different styles. Uh, my background is more in story-based games. Um, as, as the composer, uh, some of my favorite games, at least in the pixel art sort of world, Fez, Hyper Light Drifter, mm-hmm. uh, 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 very environmentally driven uh, uh, atmospheric games, um, and then, Ko, if you want to talk about some of the, your influences. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, it's, it's not like I, I don't like those games as well, but I've definitely played a lot more fast-paced games, twitch reactions and juicy movement and game feel and stuff. Um, I spent a lot of time playing competitive games. Uh, I used to play Smash Bros. competitively as well in the nice. UK. Um, 
so it, it's hard to resist the temptation i think some early builds definitely like i was like oh let's add in this feature or this extra mechanic and it's it's interesting i think we found a lot of middle ground between where we have the atmosphere that's inspired by brian's push to sort of develop the story and the feel of the actual environment and then my push to sort of get the the feeling of the gameplay and having very high skill ceilings for the players and then we sort of reach this resolution where especially with game feel we have a very high skill ceiling that people can do a lot of things they can play the game fast i'm hoping speedrunners will really enjoy it but the yeah. barrier of entry is actually very low we've tried to make it so you know our relatives and people who haven't played games for a long time will still be able to pick it up read the instructions at the very beginning and soon enough they'll be going through the level so that's a that's a real aim of ours that makes sense and i i think with that amount of general appeal I don't tell everybody this. I, I sort of smell a success story here, I, especially if you guys manage to get on the Switch as, as difficult as we just acknowledged that would be. I think that's a place this would really excel. And of course, it'll be very popular on PC too. But uh, you did a good job of revealing sort of the uh, interesting gameplay mechanics. And I think that's going to be great. Glad glad you, you see that, that balance or, or the depth. Uh, I'm glad that came through in our demo at the, uh, at the expo yesterday. Tell me this, um, excuse me, uh, how is uh, Game Maker 2 treating you? <laughs> Game Maker 2 is frustrating uh, just because there's, there's not a lot of built-in features, but overall, Game Maker is fantastic. It's, it's a really good engine. Uh, Brian's right, audio-wise, and especially since um, half of the team is, like, like the one half of the team, the most expertise area for brian is music and it's really annoying to be working with an engine where um can't express all the ideas you have in music easily mm-hmm. but apart from that most things that game maker provides i mean like game maker has a as a bit of a reputation or not not a reputation but the way people see it when someone first sees the name game maker it sounds like a scratch kind of program right like it sounds like it makes games you show it to kids but really <laughs> it's very well optimized it's very low overhead and you can get quite deep. You can make shaders. You can do a lot of things you do in any other program, programming language. And a lot of things are lower level and give you more control than you would um, with other engines rather, not programming language. It's really fun to work with. Uh, I've been using it for a long time. I think a lot of other developers that make these kind of games, especially 2D, it's really good for 2D, would agree. You've got like Yanul and Nijman for um, Vlambeer and uh, Derek Yu for Splunky and many other people they like it because you can quickly prototype things because there's some built-in stuff but you can change that to any detail you want so it's mm-hmm. been a pretty smooth process for that part it's the thing i'm most comfortable with so that's why we developed it in that yeah and and i ask because i've been kind of interested for a while to sort of pick somebody's brain who's been in the more recent releases of game maker because i you know i give game maker tons of credit because that was how i made my first game when i was like 17 <laughs> so it's been around that long way back when, uh, what was his name? Mark Overmars was still, you know, his mm. name was on everything. I used it way back when. And more recently when I saw like, okay, it's, it's been acquired now. The licenses work a lot differently. I thought, uh, probably back to unity, I guess. I don't know, but <laughs> just and most of it was because I thought I didn't have my act together enough to really have a plan like which licenses do i need now and later and how is that mm. is that going to burn me later but it seems like you guys are well on your way i don't think it's going to be an issue well like we said the exports are really comfortable that's the nice thing like making an html5 build will have some inconsistencies but mostly it will be mostly it will be okay 
and the same with consoles as well. You have to pay for the licensing, and obviously to get on the store itself is a different deal. Right. When it comes to um, creating the code, it's not such a problem. The change between... So it's now Yo-Yo Games. I think it's always been under Yo-Yo Games, but Yo-Yo Games was uh, purchased by Playtex some years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not changed that much because the community has always been the same, the people who use it. Maybe there's a little bit less communication with the developers. But they're still very supportive. I actually went to a couple of um, meetings that were hosted by Playtech Games in London a few years ago. And like they would for free just host these big events where all people using Game Maker come together because there's actually that finance behind it now. And people would, um, you know, they could give free beers, free pizza. And it's nice to actually have that kind of community where everyone's provided a platform to talk to each other and sort of share. And I think there's a very sort of open source uh, feel about the community people are really happy to share their techniques and everyone's got the same kind of environment so having that support has also been really helpful to the development and learning new techniques that's i mean that's encouraging for me because i i like using different engines and and trying different things and uh, i would love to sort of reconnect with game makers so you know and i was just thinking maybe one day uh you guys could have a smash character as well <laughs> that would be that'd be incredible i mean this era of featuring characters where sephiroth is now in smash and everything <laughs> let alone minecraft steve it's like it's a whole new world right it's actually um, a nightmare because you would have that initial announcement day when everyone hated you because they wanted something else <laughs> true true very true that's a double-edged sword for sure but um so as you get play testers and stuff like that i'm sure you've showed it around a little bit but as as people really start to play the demo and stuff do you do you see sort of changing it based on their feedback or sort of staying true to your vision i mean what's your plan for the balance i think we do have our bigger vision for the full game um but i i love hearing what what other people have to say about our game and and what 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 people really respond to is is very important uh, early on, we saw just based on you know some some friends uh, and and our own playtesting that collecting ore in the game is really really enjoyable. <laughs> and we didn't think that that would be the such a such an important part of the game. Um, and then we kind of built around you know fueling your train with the ore, uh, you know around that that mechanic that emerged. Yeah, I think we're we're going to be really open to to feedback overall i think it's really important to run with things that feel good initially and that's what we've done and the the nice thing is we're actually you talked about vision but like we don't have we have visions for story and where the game can go in terms of these events should happen but in terms of game feel and stuff and like what features in the game what mechanics we've actually coded and implemented a lot of the stuff we want like the core game is there and that's what we're really happy about and the, the nice thing is a lot of people who give feedback, they don't say like, oh, I don't like how this jump feels or I don't like how the jetpack works or anything like that. We've had that in the past and some things we've worked with, some things we've taken our own vision. But now, for the most part, the ideas that people come up us with are like, oh, it'd be really cool if later on you get to a train station, the train doesn't appear or, you know, you, you meet a really big creature that's bigger than the screen. Like... When people start suggesting things to add rather than things that you should change, that's when it starts to get really gratifying because rather than there, there is no vision to break down. Instead, people, I think, just want to add to the vision and add to the world. And that's what's really enjoyable for us, I think, especially at the expert. 
Well, it sounds like you both have very good heads on your shoulders about this. So uh, I, I foresee a very successful release here, and, and I hope nobody saves this later and uh, comes back to me about it if I'm wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it, it's refreshing to see uh, a really promising project and a team behind it that seems to have exactly the right mindset. So I hate that this time went by so fast, but uh, let listeners know where they can find you and sort of follow this. Yeah, so uh, you can find uh, Gundrill on Twitter. You, our address or our handle is at Gundrill underscore. And then uh, we have links to our individual Twitters on there. And uh, send us an email as well, gundrillgame at gmail.com. Please do. And we'll probably be, if you check out the Twitter, we think we'll be making a community on Discord soon as well as we start to release more online. So feel free to pop in there and give us any information or any uh, suggestions for the game because like I said we love hearing what people have to say about the game very cool well uh, I will be watching this one closely I hope I can have you guys back in the future we can maybe do a longer chat about this and uh, sort of see how things are going so uh, thanks for dropping Absolutely. in today yeah thanks yeah, love so to much for having, thanks for having us on my pleasure Let's pause right here to talk about our sponsor, AppFigures. AppFigures is all about giving game makers the tools they need to get more downloads and revenue. You may know them for analytics and app store optimization. Now AppFigures can help you track competitors from downloads and dollar amounts to audience demographics and even which SDKs they use. Their competitor intelligence gives great context. If a competitor adds a new feature or gets mentioned in the news, AppFigures can tell you if that brought in more downloads. If you have an idea for a new app or a game, AppFigures can tell you how big the market is and how much money it could make you. That's just scratching the surface. Whether you're growing your app or building a new one, AppFigures has the tools you need to reduce risk and get more downloads. You don't need a huge budget or a data science degree. AppFigures has made it affordable and simple, and they can guide you step-by-step through gaining more visibility with ASO and increasing your revenue by learning from your competitors. Head to appfigures.com slash on slash gamedevbreakdown to try AppFigures for free, and if you like it, use our special code GDB3030 to get 30% off for the next three months. Well, uh, first of all, thanks everybody for uh, joining me. I know it's been a busy weekend and uh, I appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, So Pablo, would you like to introduce everybody and tell us what you guys presented this weekend? Oh yeah, sure. Um, I'm Pablo. Online I go by Expo Dev pretty much everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, I have Sandy, who's like pretty much our lead game artist. And um, she she does all like the, she does all the incredible art you see in the game. And then we have that Megalosaurus. She does all of like the incredible programming, but not all. Well, me and her work together, but uh, she does. Yeah, she does a lot of the programming that you see. A lot of the boss Primarily fights. Primarily the boss there. fights. Yeah, nice. she does a lot of the boss fights. She'll help with the level design. She'll help me fix a lot of bugs. Um, sometimes I can't fix them. To be like, she'll be like kind of step in and save the day. Um, Mega, thank you so much for helping me fix the demo for the presentation. Oh my god. <laughs> no problem. You saved my life. And what was the project that you presented? So we worked on uh, Team Jumpers 2, uh, New Reality, and then we also did uh, Team Jumpers Rejumped. It's kind of like two projects. It's kind of like, like, not a franchise, it's more of just like two projects of the same, like, under the same name or whatever. Sure. So we had, we had like the original game, 
which was on Steam. I kind of released it. I made it completely on my own with the help of Mega a little bit. So I released that on Steam, made it in my free time after school and stuff like that. And it had so many bugs, but I just decided I'm going to release it on Steam anyway because I was all excited about, oh my gosh, I'm doing a Steam release, etc. Yeah. So I did that and it didn't go well. <laughs> there was a lot of negative reviews, a lot of negative criticism, and and it kind of broke me down a bit. But then I realized like, hey, I need to I need to get more help next time and I need to stop rushing my releases. So I got a team of people together. Um, there's a lot more people behind the scenes, but uh, Sandy and Mega are the people that are able to be here today. So at the podcast. Um, so we decided to make a sequel, go in a whole new direction, get a bunch of bigger stuff going on with it. And uh, that's that's about what happened for the re- sequel. And then also um, that Megalosaurus decided to start doing her own remake of the first Team Jumpers. I think it was for fun, right? Yeah, I started out as fun because I was like, you know what? If, if you have the original Team Jumper sharing, you have this cool new one, and then you look at the old one, it's like, ah, the new one's pretty good. I wanted to try and maybe make the original one just a, like, a bit better. So when people look back on it, it's like, oh, this isn't as bad. As yeah. And then we and then I decided like you know what this is good stuff like I, I I was and I asked her like if we could do a Steam release and I remember like you were like you said yes and I was is that, is that how it went down I'm trying to remember yeah no I just I was like yeah. yeah yeah you were like yeah and and then that's that's about it it's uh, very cool to be able to sort of revisit something I mean like everyone agrees when you are in a creative pursuit and you go back to work you've done previously you always kind of have that like if if it's, if it's not horror. It's at least like there are things I would do differently now to be able to like build on something like that is extremely cool. So I'm, I'm sure people are excited about that. I mean, the, the presentation seemed like it was received very well. I, I got in, uh, during the, I caught most of it. I caught almost, I was like a minute or two late, but it seemed like people were very excited about this. That is honestly awesome to hear because there's been a lot of like negative criticism on the first game and just seeing all this like positive like response to the second game and the re- the remastered or rejumped we call it it's honestly just awesome to see it's it's phenomenal i'm just i'm so happy so thank you guys <laughs> a lot of people give advice to this effect like when you're when you're starting out or when you uh, have a new thing you're you're doing just get something out the door do the best you can learn from it and then you can you can charge ahead, but not many people have the courage to really do it like that. So I'm I'm impressed by that. I mean, where do you even develop that kind of confidence? I mean, it's it sounds like it did impact you when there was negativity, but I mean, uh, I mean how, how do you even bounce back from that? I mean, for a while there was like a lot of people I knew that would like actually really like not just leave negative criticism, but there there are actually some people um, who would like actually say like they would actually kind of harass me about it and like. I mean, actually, on my new announcement video, I announced that I was going to the Indie Games Expo, and they would kind of leave really horrible comments. And then there were some pretty horrible things said, you know. But I, I kind of just decided, like, you know what? I'm not going to take crap from them. Like, just kind of just use that as, like, fuel, you know? Like, just realize that, like, if you're having fun doing what you're doing, then just keep going, you know? Like, if don't let someone who is being negative like impact you like that like if you're having fun doing what you're doing then keep doing that that is what's gonna keep you going i guess it sounds generic and cliche but that's that's the best uh i could say about that well but i, I kind of dragged you into general philosophy that's pretty much on me <laughs> um that's all good there is a certain element of like i f- i feel now it makes me angry in the moment of course because i you know i get negative feedback like anybody does but it, there's something kind of sad about noticing that someone has taken a significant amount of time 
to pick one thing in the vast universe that they're going to focus their time on because they don't like it. Like what? It was a well, it was like a friend group from like my school that would like they just they just like to mess with me because I just I was part of their friend group at one point and it was toxic and they I kind of left it and then they were it was a whole it's a whole story for later. Oh, I see. I'm not going to I don't want to get into that, but it was just yeah, it was just a whole thing, but but that kind of led to a lot more negative criticism that um kind of for a while pushed me down to stop like wa- almost like wanted to push me to stop making the game in general but then i just kind of decided to go in a whole new direction and that kind of mot- inspired me to make something entirely new with this game specifically and then it kind of in- ignited this like light in me or fire in me i guess and i just kind of got and then now we have this whole thing <laughs> Well, good for you. I mean, congrats for uh, rising above it and moving forward. I mean, that's really the only key is you just can't let things stop you. So um, if I can jump in a different direction, Mega, how do you come to specializing in boss fight development, if you want to call it that? I just I just like making boss fights. It's just fun. It's just <laughs> I totally fun to get it. Like it's, but not everybody gets to you know, find a sweet gig doing that. So that's pretty cool. I mean, is it fun to work on a relatively small team like this? I mean, a lot of people either have to go solo or be part of a fairly big group. I don't know how many additional people in total you work with, but I mean, this seems like a nice small group to work with. We have about eight or nine people working. Most, um, it's, It mostly consists of like musicians, uh, like composers and artists. I think um, the, like gestures. the main people that are working on it, though, are like about five or six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's safe to say, yeah. So... Sandy, do you kind of coordinate that? If it sounds like multiple people are sort of touching the art stuff, uh, I think there's one other person. I think, right? Oh, okay. Uh, I, yeah, I said it's like one other person. Yeah. Um, I think there's Trev. like one other person. I'm working on getting my uh, friend Trevor. into this because they saw how successful the game is and they want to contribute to it and such. Uh, yeah, that's cool. But um, I do, I do like a solid ninety percent of the game art. Nice. What kind of things inspired the the art style here? Um, I think uh, as we, me and Pablo actually went over this uh, yesterday or something, where I was asking him if I could redo the blue background for the the background for the main uh, like first Inside levels out. and stuff. Yeah, no, no, the first level, the blue sky. Oh yeah. Okay. And uh, you were telling me that uh, I I can't because you wanted it to keep it like simplistic and cartoony and cutesy and yeah. like the basic vibe, but you still want to what that lacks in um, artistic uh, perspective you want to make up for in storyline. Mm-hmm. So I just make everything look a bit like cleaner than what a normal, like two year old could do. Uh, <laughs> I just make it look nicer. I recently just made a background for the inside out. That's definitely more complex compared to the rest of the game, but I tr- I still try to make sure that everything looks definitely not like a five year old did it, but, more like um, it was purposely meant to look simplistic. Interesting. Yeah. And now see from the perspective of, of me, a, a terrible artist, but one who has done art for an entire game. I mean, I find that to be one of the biggest challenges is to maintain that sort of consistency of style when you want to do distinctly different things in the game. I mean, is that, does that never leave or is that something you get over? Oh, no, it doesn't leave at all. Like, the background I just made, it definitely looks like something you'd find in, like, one shot or something. But, like, I'm I'm sure we'll find a way to cooperate it into the game because it has the same color palette as the inside out and such. So it'll probably work. It's just definitely different. 
like there was a pipe design that we had at some point and it looks so similar to the Mario pipe design. I was just mm. like, ah, we can't use that. And uh, we made a, the terrain is probably the first, the terrain was the first thing we made. And I just try to make sure I keep consistent, like with the terrain to make sure that I know what I'm doing. So it's very, it, I do find it difficult though. Yes. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for uh, <laughs> making me feel a little better about uh, no, that. No, actually no, makes don't me feel a little, about it. <laughs> little better about that. So, uh, what is the uh, engine for the and what technologies do you use to create the game? Okay, well, so we use ClickTeam Fusion 2.5. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of that one. It's, I've uh, heard of it. It's one of the few I've never touched. So, it's actually, so I'm sure you've heard of Five Nights at Freddy's. It's a pretty popular uh, oh, yeah. horror series. Oh, yeah, everyone's heard of that game. So, that is like. A big horror franchise. That's actually the engine we used to make our game. Uh, they also used it for Cave Story, The Escapist, a couple other games like that. Uh, Baba is used one, I think, too. Mm-hmm. And so, first oh, yeah. of all, Todd, uh, I had a question. So, have you, you have you heard of like Scott Cawthon? You know him, right? Like the creator of the Five Nights series. Yeah. Yeah, he's like. I'm just gonna say that right now. Like, he's probably like my biggest inspiration. Like, I just want. I know it's a bit random to say this, but like, no, I that's fair. To, He's like probably my biggest inspiration for like making games, and like I kind of found out Click Team through like his games. Hmm. So like, I kind of started using Click Team, and then I just fell in love with it, and now I'm using. I mean, I, I've also I kind of started learning Unity recently as well, but I'm mostly using Click Team. That Megalosaurus also uses Click Team because you know we kind of both work in that. Yeah, yeah. for my reason we know each other. It's yep. Well, well yeah, because <laughs> it's actually kind of a funny story how we both met. We both uh, used the website Game Jolt. Not sure you've heard of that. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Mega, I think you want to tell the story. I assume you want to tell the story. Yeah. Uh, basically, I accidentally friended him, and then he accepted the friend request. Yeah, I accept I accept a lot of friend requests on Game Jewel because I like meeting new people in the game dev community. <laughs> it's funny for that to go this far, though. You know. Yep. It's, <laughs> awesome. it's absolutely awesome, though, that it came this far. Yeah, it's pretty weird. And then I just started checking out her games, and I was like, okay, this is actually fun. And then now we have this behemoth of a project at this convention, and we're like, okay. Sorry, that was, that was a bit loud there. That's okay. I, I appreciate the enthusiasm. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, overall, I mean, how was the expo experience for you? It, it, it seemed like you guys did well there. Uh, it was it was actually awesome. Like I remember they said something about Nintendo, but I didn't I didn't really see anything about that, so I don't know. But besides that, like I was I had a blast. Like it was so cool networking and meeting people. Like uh, there were some cool games there. Like I saw Gun Drill. That was a really cool one. Oh yes, Gun Drill. Just talk to those guys. Yeah. Oh really? Awesome. That was an that was an awesome one. Gun Drill. Yeah, they are awesome. they are amazing. They are Chat, chat awesome. them down for the Shout game. Shout out to Gun really Drill, fun. man. I, I love Gunja. I'm going to probably live stream that one later today. What's actually great about that is I think you two will share an episode. <gasps> oh, awesome. So, Yay. So. <laughs> oh, I, I, I like they're I'm positive. They haven't talked about us, but we sure as heck will talk about them because oh. their game is you know, amazing. You know what I'd love to do? I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but I'd love to do some sort of crossover. Like even if it's just like a little Easter egg or something, I'd love to like have a crossover or something. We could, we could make a weapon of a gun drill or something. Yeah. Like or like maybe we could have like one of them come out of the ground real quick and then go back in while you're playing the game or something. Well, I, jo- I joked with them that maybe their main character could appear in smash later. And so maybe you guys can meet up in smash. Oh, that would be that would be the Cubes versus gun drill. Cubes versus literal gun drill, man. I'm no expert, just something to think about. I mean, about. he does have. Oh yeah, you know, if, I mean, Bob if team members worthy... gets on the switch, it's very possible that they get in smash. Bob does have a worthy attack, you know, stab and then yeah. jump on top. That's it. That then, is a pretty interesting Rob, attack. And then Rob with the whole fire, um, fireball, um, yeah, thing. 
It's possible. <laughs> the same thing I told them was there's probably no greater horror actually than that day that they announce your indie character is going to smash and then hearing everyone's response. I would hate that day. Unless you get oh, a good yeah. response. If you get a good response, then that's You would good. for sure have fans, and then there'd be, I mean, reasonably, a lot of people haven't heard of the average indie project, and, and it's then you a, get lot a lot of, of expectations what the hell on is this? Yeah, exactly. A lot of, ex- it's all expectations. I mean, you know, the new one that came out, what was the name of it? Uh, the new character that came out to Smash. Yeah. I, like, even, I didn't even I know was, the character, and I was so disappointed. I was, I was like, so I don't even know this. I was like, eh, it's just another anime sword fighter pass. We were all no. so hopeful. I'm a bit older, and I was surprised. I was like, wow, they really went back and pulled that out of nowhere. Like, I'm surprised oh, they yeah, went that for sure. I mean, It I'm was not completely a Final out Fantasy of nowhere. That's the, that is the surprise, though. And it's... I was hoping for Doom Slayer, honestly. I, I, yeah. love, I love Doom Eternal. I love that game. So I was hoping for a Doom Slayer. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Oh, my God. You have no idea my reaction when Steve got in Smash, though. Oh, you can't even tell me how excited I was. Oh yeah, that that, that, that was I think a lot of a lot of uh, younger generations were really excited about that. I started just screaming from my bedroom. My parents like, came in and they were like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "Steve is in Smash." And they're like, "What does that they're like? What does that mean?" Like they had no idea. And I was like, "I was like, you wouldn't get it. You wouldn't get it." <laughs> okay, I'm gonna close this door. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's get back to the main topic now. Sorry, <laughs> no. that was a bit of a ramble there. It's cool though. Um. So so tell me like. You've you've clearly had to decide. Okay, we're going to take some energy and some time and do the uh, the rejumped release and everything. If you go a different direction after this, I mean, what do you see? What do you see tackling next after Team Jumpers, like in general? Yeah, or do you, you just keep doing of, Team Jumpers? I mean, that's fine too. I mean, I don't know what I want to do. I'm not 100 percent sure if I want to keep doing Team Jumpers over and over. We have been. Uh, I think after the Team Jumpers, if like we probably might make one more maybe after this but likely that's going to be all we're going to do with team jumpers because we don't want to you know keep doing the same thing over and over again uh however i'm sure there are next games we probably will get like a another like story writer or something and like make a really deep and emotional game like um cave story like one shot like there's like a bunch of them sorry i i like one shot a lot it is one of my favorite games uh but we probably will make one that's a bit more deeper meaning maybe like has a more easy to connect to character something mm-hmm. that you can like something that's merchandisable you know <laughs> i was gonna say something that may not go straight to smash yeah no something that may not go straight <laughs> to smash but certainly something that people will enjoy nice yeah it totally makes sense i mean from a creative perspective i mean you, you do enough not just team jumpers but enough of anything you i'm sure you start to get that urge to branch out and i uh i'm i'm guessing that's probably starting to set in so oh absolutely like uh don't don't tell anyone this we uh when we had our presentation when they invited us to come to comic-con we were like acting all chill in the call and then in our d in our like group chat and discord yeah, we're, we're like in our dis- oh my god yeah, all oh my caps. God. and then they said gdc and we were like okay okay yeah. Okay. They, they were freaking out. I'm we were, just. Uh, yeah, you were, we're freaking out. You don't even. Yeah. Yeah. We were all just like freaking out. We were like, yeah. Okay. Like okay, we had buddy. our uh, we had our creative director Max in the group chat because he couldn't be uh, at the call and he was like so happy. He was over the top. We were all over the top happy. Max Lock was on all the time. I'll just say that. that is, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to like, reassure you. The response was good and appropriate. At the same time, I was sitting there like. 
I bet they are kind of freaking out though. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We were. I it was very I bet it was apparent too. It we was were. just simple math. You didn't really let on, but I thought there's like, no way yeah. that you couldn't be excited like as a small yeah. as a small team getting uh, an right. opportunity like that. As a fledgling yeah, I, I, studio, yeah. I still don't know how we're gonna end up getting there, but we're gonna get there and that's all that matters to me. And I'll Well I whole. I hope you get the chance soon. I, I I think VR events are probably here to stay somewhat, but I mean, we we for sure will get back to in person stuff. I just yeah, I hope it's before a, too long. As soon as the virus dies down a bit, we'll be we'll be able to get there, and it'll be a dream. Yeah, might take me and Meg some some money, but we'll get there. And, and it's I mean, it's that way for everybody all the time. Like I'm independent also with all the things I do, and you know nobody's bankrolling me to go to GDC. I got to go one time because Microsoft brought me out to interview people who presented there. And I haven't been back since. I mean, like, I would never take that amount of money out of my own bank account and go, okay, time to time to go to GDC. Like, I just, that's not realistic. I have never been to G- The only convention I've ever been to was VidCon. That's actually how me and Sandy met. It was at VidCon. Mm-hmm. Only convention I've ever been to. I got on twice. Tickets were like 100 bucks or something like that. That's a fun convention. Yeah. It's not really a game dev convention. It's more of like an online. That was more when I was into like YouTube and animation and stuff. And oh, you're yeah. lucky. And you're lucky because you live like two blocks away from it. I had to go not across two blocks the country. Away. I live like 30 minutes away from the convention center. That's I did not live two blocks Same away. state. I had to fly That's across the country. Okay. Yeah. I shoot an arm and a leg. Uh, it costed, I think, $3,000 in total. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I think that would have been cheaper if you sold your arm like. Yeah, I think it would have been, actually. But, uh, you know, <laughs> like, I had to draw something. I had to draw if I wanted to be there, so. Man. Well, uh, I hate that this time flew by so fast, but I've got another call to get to. Uh, tell listeners where they can follow your work and look for your stuff. All right. Uh, Sandy, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Or? Uh, sure, I can go first. Uh, you right. can follow me on Twitter at Sandy Spoofs, uh, with an underscore in the, in the middle. Uh, you can f- subscribe to me on YouTube at Sandy Spoofs as well. Uh, I'm, there's a bunch of more social media platforms I have, I'm sure, but uh, those are the only two main ones that you should focus on. Chapter one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mega, do you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. Um, I have a game show where I post my uh, stuff. Um, just it's robot underscore fuzz. Yes, it's an old username. I haven't changed it yet. I will eventually, <laughs> but I'm probably not because I'm lazy. Uh, you can go check. I have other projects there too. Nice. Yeah. Um. That's actually yeah. That's the platform that we met on. Um. Yeah. Um. I'm Expo Dev on YouTube. I actually am. I do YouTube there. Like I actually make game dev videos. Like kind of like Danny does. I guess you could say. I do. I have a game jolt, which is just Expo Dev. I have a Twitch, which is Expo Dev, and then my Twitter is at Expo Gamer Dev. So yeah, that's that's. And we also have me. Twitter at Imperfect Studios. Yep, we also have a Twitter for Team Jumpers. It's just at Team Jumpers. But yeah, all right. Well, uh, thank you guys for thank you Todd for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, and thank you guys for pl- or liking Team Jumpers so much. I really genuinely appreciate it. We're working so hard, and we have a lot in store. So yeah, uh, thank you guys. Well, this was my pleasure, and I'm hoping that uh, when things cool down some, maybe we can all get back together when uh, things progress, and we can sort of check in and see how things are going. Yeah, I, oh, absolutely. I, I'm definitely excited for that gun drill crossover episode. That's going to be a lot of fun. Just keep me posted on that. I'm definitely excited for that. Will Thank for you sure. for having us. <laughs> absolutely. And if I find out that I was wrong, I will move the episode so that you are together at this point. <laughs> Yay. Oh, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> 
Thank you so much to our guests. If you enjoy the Game Dev Breakdown podcast, I would love to have you subscribe on the platform of your choosing. Hit that follow button on Spotify, drop a rating and a review on the Apple side. We have show notes at CodeWritePlay.com. We are all over social media at GameDevPod on Twitter at CodeWritePlay and me, Todd Mitchell, at MechaToddZilla, 1D and 2Ls. Love hearing your feedback. Reach out with topics, what's on your mind, what you're up to, and we love talking about that stuff too. So more next time. Take care of yourselves out there. Keep working hard. Keep making us proud. And I will catch you next time. That moment, nothing mattered in my life more than seeing my three initials at Lakeside with a high score. But now I'm older, there's no quarter to resurrect or hit reset. It's either game over or success. I'm walking towards a light, bright, no regrets. <laughs>